welcome to Tutors of Life podcast where we research life so you don't have to. Episode 186, 87, 88. 88. This is your host, Sean Tudor. And this is Sam. You were close. Within a couple. Mm. You know, I numbered AJ's episode wrong and no one said anything. People probably don't know. Mm. Is it still numbered wrong? No, no, no. I fixed oh. it like after uh, a couple of days. Sweet. Um, but yeah, we had two 81s in a row. One, one eighty-one. Rookie. Mm-hmm. Did mm-hmm. I say 82 though? Was I right in my... Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the podcast was right. Sweet. There is way far back two of the same episode. So ha. we are actually, I think, one off. Ha, ha. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll just call it a redo. Yep, pretty much. Um, what's up? So what can we eat at B-dubs? Not really wings, right? No. I'm thinking probably some sort of burger or chicken without bun. Mm-hmm. And I know they have potato. Oh, yeah. They have the, yeah. Some sort of potato. Yeah. Not fries. Not fries. Maybe sweet potato fries. Yeah. I'd be down for sweet potato fries. Yeah, if they have those. So, like, sweet potato fries and, like, a burger without a bun. Mm-hmm. It's probably what I'm going to end up eating. Yeah. And water. Do they have burgers? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just never have gone to Buffalo Wild Wings without... Getting wings. Yeah. Yeah. And that's... Yeah. That's not going to work. Um, but yeah, I think a burger or chicken. Mm-hmm. But I'm always so fucking leery of getting chicken at places. Especially after last week. Dude. Always. Like, I don't know. I got food poisoning last week. I've never fucked up chicken. Yeah. Let me say that again. I've never fucked up chicken. Mm-hmm. How do restaurants fuck it up? I don't know, dude. Scares the shit out of me. How many times? Like, I get chicken sandwiches, like, everywhere. Yeah, but you always get the crispy chicken sandwiches, which almost always already come cooked. They just have to be reheated. That's very true. Yep. But there's been a couple recently that are a little sketchy looking. That's true. Dude, that's why I always got crispy chicken sandwiches, because they usually come cooked, and they just get reheated. That's so true. Yeah. And so that's why I always got them because I was like, this is so much safer because I've gotten grilled chicken and gotten food poisoning from yeah. it. M- multiple times. Yeah. From different restaurants. Dude, miserable. <clears throat> Fucking dude, people. Anyways, that's why I tend to stick to beef when I go places. That makes sense. They might. Do they have steak there? I have no clue, dude. So I'll be, fuck, it'd probably be horrible. Fuck that. Anyways. We'll uh, tackle that bridge when we get there. Maybe we'll just end up eating fucking water. Yeah. And a potato. Yeah. Dope. Um, let's see here. What's happened in your past week? Working at buying a business. Mm-hmm. We have to sign a confidentiality thing mm-hmm. today. Okay. Um, but I got the numbers in hand, and I have yet to have time to review said numbers. That's so sad. So I'll probably, and I know I'm not going to have time tonight. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be getting up at 5 a.m. to review numbers. Nice. Which would be fun. Um, I. What do you like doing more at 6 a.m.? Walking or going to the gym? Walking 1,000 times. Really? What do you prefer? I think I like the gym. Really? Mm-hmm. This is what I noticed, and this is why this is my answer. I get up and I have this weird limbo time from 5 to 5.30 where mm-hmm. my brain's trying to turn on. Mm-hmm. And this morning at like 5.05, I, I sat down to write my blog 
and I fell back asleep sitting in my chair because my brain didn't have time to like reboot. Well, so I like fucking shook it off and I was like, oh my God. And so I was like, oh, I can't sit. I can't read. I can't type. So I went to the kitchen and I opened the dishwasher and the dishes were wet. So I'm like, fuck. Okay, what am I doing? So I was like, well, grab my phone. And I went on and looked at cars. And so I looked at cars for like fucking 25 minutes. And I was like, all right, my brain's ready to go. And I was like, fuck, now I got to cook food and get ready for the gym. And so I did that. Um, and then it made me realize that like 6.15 then when I'm like running late, leaving the house at 6.15 because you're already down at the gym at that time. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, it dawned on me. I have to wake up and put on my toast and get ready and get everything ready at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. And if I did that and I had everything ready, toast eaten, everything, which is very difficult to do because eating in the first 30 minutes of waking up might be the hardest thing to do. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I was ready at 5.30. I would like the gym more. Mm-hmm. It's the trying to get my brain fucking going and then running late to get to the gym, to come home, running late to get shit done. And then I just don't like that. This is what I would prefer to do. Get up, get ready, get everything ready for the day. Mm-hmm. Go for a little dub, not a full one, mm-hmm. but like a 10-minute one, maybe a 20-minute one. Okay, yeah. Come back in, do my office shit and everything until 8. Yeah. Hit the gym at 8. Go to work at 9. That makes sense. If I did that... I believe, I believe doing that, I could get so much shit done, it doesn't make sense. Do you envy me that the fact that I rolled out of bed at 5.45 and was out the door by 6? No, I think it's stupid, because then I got to feed the dog, I got to get, I got to cook our toast, I got to pick up all your fucking scraps of life so you can get out the door, start your car, all that shit. So do I envy it? No, because without me, it doesn't happen. We'll see. Okay. I don't know. How are we seeing? I don't know. I do appreciate it, though. So, no, I don't envy that, honey. You want to know what I would envy? Okay, those things the would take me... The opposite of that. Those things would take me an extra two, three minutes. You think it would, but it takes a little more time than expected. Okay. I'll let you, I'll let you do it tomorrow for us. No. All right. You're doing such a good job. Yeah, it. you bet. If it was up to me... Yeah, I think that's how I would do it. I do like that. That that order of events does make a lot of sense, though. I will say that. I want to, like, write that shit down and execute it tomorrow morning and see how I feel. Mm -hmm. But tomorrow morning, we got to do a 45 minute. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, It's a little too cold at that time for me to be happy about a 45 minute walk. Yeah. It's actually, like, to the point where when I get back, I'm tired. Yeah. Because, like... It's cold, so like it's when you get back into that heat, you're like, I'm like tired. Yeah. When I get back in the house, you just want to get all cozied up and yeah. Right, compared to like a ten minute where that just cold exposure wakes you up, but you don't get that like hot feeling. Yeah. So I would say that is like the big difference, but on the nice days, so the days that like it was like sixty, like that that week it was sixty degrees, Mm -hmm. and we went out and walked in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I felt great getting back to the house. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Because it wasn't going from like the cold 
to into the hot house where you're like, oh my God, I need to sleep. Yeah. You're like, same temperature. Mm-hmm. You feel great. That's so true. So you know that box that's behind you? The Evolving Skies one? Yeah. Just ignore Dash barking in the wee far background. Um, so that Evolving Skies box, I got it from work for half price. Mm-hmm. Full price, I think they were like forty-five or fifty dollars. Yeah. Now easily you can sell it for over a hundred. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. The crazy thing about it is in those that series. I've been meaning to tell you this forever because every time I look at you, I just stare at that box and I'm just like, God damn. So there, so it's the evolving skies Pokemon card set. Um, mm-hmm. It is one of the most valuable series. Really? Yes. Um. Those are the ones that at work we get resealed the most. Damn. Um, because there are multiple cards in there worth well over one hundred fifty dollars. No shit. Yeah, there's one that's like eight hundred right now. Wow. Mm-hmm. How bad do you want to open it? So bad. I have two cards. One I think is like last time I checked it was like one seventy five, and the other is like one twenty. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, because there's like ten packs in there. Um, but yeah, so badly do I like just think about like what if that eight hundred fifty dollar card is in there? You'll never know. I know. Yeah, there's a so it's the evolutions. Eevee, Eevees were like my not my all time favorite Pokemon. Squirtle is obviously, but the, everyone loves the Eevees. Sure, and I didn't, uh, I didn't know that. I don't love them. What's your favorite Pokemon? You don't know, do you? I liked the turtle, Squirtle, the blaster. Blastoise? The, Bla- the, full, the, the fullest. Yeah, Blastoise. Blastoise. I always thought he was the, the OG, mm-hmm. the gangster. Yeah. Um, so the evolution started with, obviously, Eevee, and then it was just Vaporeon, Flareon, and Jolteon. But now they have, like, Umbreon and Glaceon and um, Sylveon, and there's some other ones in there. So I explained trucks to Brooke today, mm-hmm. and she after I explained trucks to her, mm-hmm. um, like half ton, three quarter ton, one ton, and how like drive chain, chassis, and frame is different and stuff. Yeah. She looked at me with this look, and she's like, nothing. She's like, nothing you just words even like did anything for me. So what you just did there is how I say, feel. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but anyways, the $850 card is uh, Umbreon. Mm. It's really pretty. Really, really pretty. It's a secret rare. The two that I have are uh, Rayquazas. It's like a dragon thing. Anyways. Okay, dokay. Now that we lost all of our listeners. But I can't nerd. It's my podcast. Our podcast. I can nerd out as much as I want on our podcast. People literally have no idea what the fuck is going on right now. I bet you there's at least one person listening that does. Let us know in the comments. Hell yeah. I'm still posting these on YouTube. They might be a couple days behind, but they're still getting posted. Let us know in the comments on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this on Spotify or some shit, and you know anything about what the fuck she just said, go to YouTube and leave a comment. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And while you're there, subscribe. Yeah. I think we're up to like 18 on YouTube. 18 subscribers? Yeah. Fucking killing. I think most of our videos have up uh, usually have like 20, 20 views. AJ's has the highest views. Our episode on our most ep- listened episode was uh, trading time for money. 
You're still really? in the hundred hundred listens. Last time I checked. Damn. That's our highest one. Trading time for money. Mm-hmm. We if we started doing like those thumbnails and like the taggy lines, you would get mm-hmm. a lot we'd get a lot more. Um our second highest is still episode number three, motivation. That shit's crazy, dude. I haven't listened to that episode since. I don't think motivation's real. No, yeah. We should listen to that and do a tutor episode. Revisit some of our old That would topics. be fun to re-listen to it and see how many of the things we still agree with. Mm-hmm. Motivation is so short-term. Mm-hmm. It's all about discipline. Yeah. Everything is discipline and habits. And I don't think we didn't learn that yet. Back I, don't know if we, I don't know if we knew. That is, it's, how long has it been? We started in 2021? 2020. Was it 2020? It was 2020. It was. It was in January. It was the end of January. Oh, wait, for real? Mm-hmm. So was it 2021 or January? It might have been 2021 or January then. When did Sean and Sachs get married 2021? Yeah. we started our podcast the same time they did That's and right. then got married almost a, almost exactly a year apart. There we go. Yep. Okay. Someone needs to introduce us at some point because it'd just be so funny to be like, hey, Sean and Sachs, this is Sean and Sam. I mean, they were at the last event we were I know. at. So it's possible. Like, it's possible to meet them sometime. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool. We'll get there in time. Anyways, um, yeah, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, that's been going on for a little bit. I would love to see. That's really cool because why Why that's cool. What the fuck? Um, Who is it? Just put him on speakerphone. That's AJ. Oh, put him on speakerphone. What's up, bro? We're, we're podcasting. You're live. Interesting. I am going to just, I'll, I'll write in the number or the date. Okay. Um, so it's just a hard print. And then I'll have you guys just resend that sheet. Sounds good to me. It'll be a, it'll be a little bit because I'm not trying to find a turkey, but I'm sure I'm not too stealthy now. Here's from my phone. And <laughs> so I wanted to let you know, though, so, so we still get it in tonight since that's my name acceptance. Sounds great. Love it, my man. Uh, talk to you later. Yep, we'll see you. Thanks. Bye. So what else is news? We have an accepted offer mm-hmm. on one of our flips. Yeah. Um, and AJ did the wonderful duty of listing it for us. Yeah. And it phew, phenomenal. It went really well. So we did a – AJ's idea was to do a coming soon to build like a frenzy so people yeah. knew. And it worked out. To do it perfect because the house was ready for listing Friday, but him and I had our event Saturday, mm-hmm. and we both agreed we didn't want that shit show during the event. Yeah. So AJ was like, hey, this is my idea. Coming soon Monday. Gives people all weekend to see the house. Drive by if they want to drive by, and then sign up for showings. So we did that, and I think starting, I think Monday we had 13 showings alone. That's insane. And an open house that mm-hmm. I think he said around like 20 people showed up or something like that. That's pretty good. Yeah. And so that, it, it worked phenomenal. We went through, uh, had five offers, went through those today um, and accepted an offer. But for some reason, the program auto-dated for tomorrow, as you just heard. Mm-hmm. And so, but yeah. That's cool. Yeah, really cool. Super excited about it. So, um. The market's actually crazier here in Eau Claire than it has ever been. Yeah, and 
I think one is the influx of people from Minnesota coming. Mm-hmm. Plus, they just named Eau Claire. What did I tell you? It was uh, one of the top ten most underrated cities in the U.S. Mm. were on that list. Because they call us, oh, they're calling us the next uh, Austin, Texas. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. What? Yeah, they're calling us the next Austin, Texas. Makes me think I should buy more real estate. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of people from Minnesota are moving here. Yeah. Um, and then just the fact of, it's not a lot of, we were discussing this on our, our walk today. Um, it's not a lot of investors buying stuff right now because the interest rates are too high. It's a lot of first-time home buyers, People who don't want to pay the expensive rents are trying to buy houses. And it's just making the market still go crazy. Because not many people are selling. Mm-hmm. Because last year, it's something like 70 or 80% of homeowners have a loan in the um, in or under 3% now. I suppose a lot of people probably refinanced during that period. So it was the biggest refinance ever. And I think 70% of the population with mortgages refinanced. That's insane. In that time. Mm-hmm. And so here's the thing. The last two years you decided to refi, you're down to under a 3%, 3% or under loan. Mm-hmm. Are you going to sell your house and no. get a 7% mortgage? No. No. And so the the supply is like nothing. So who's buying? People that are renting, mm-hmm. rents have all gone up substantially. Mm-hmm. Granted, owning is still a lot more expensive than renting, which most people don't understand. But like people that want to buy mm-hmm. that are renting right now, yeah. all the first-time home buyers, they need houses. There's yeah. no houses, so they are in this. Dude, first-time home buyers right now are in this fucking crazy market where they are doing crazy bidding shit. No inspection contingencies, all sort of um, escalation clauses, shit that I would never. We never even knew we you never, could do. You, yeah, we didn't even know you could do this shit when we bought our first house. Mm-hmm. Um, and dude, I couldn't even do it now. I could not buy a house right now. Mm-mm. I couldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. You Mm-mm. couldn't give me a fucking, uh, let me phrase this. I would not buy a house on the MLS right now. No. You couldn't do me. I buy houses. We buy houses all the time. But I could, dude, you're telling me I got to write in my best offer with escalation clauses no inspections no contingencies dude i ain't buying it Mm-mm. i ain't in about it because at least like the houses you flip right like you're seeing what the bones are like so you'll see more than any inspector will see so it doesn't matter if you do an inspection on the houses we flip right um and you make them all sound and in better shape anyways I could not imagine buying a brand new house, not like obviously not new to us, and not doing an inspection, because you only get a certain amount of time to walk around there, so you're not gonna be able to see everything. Like, well, not only that, dude. The houses that we buy that we don't do inspections on, mm-hmm. I'm usually buying around sixty percent of ARV. Right. And so, if something goes wrong. Yeah, plenty of I got cushion. a buffer, dude. Yeah. A lot of stuff like, so I was talking to a couple, there's a couple flippers moving to the area and I was talking to them and we were talking about like systemizing. So like systemizing so that you, using a, an estimator, a rehab estimator, like oh, yeah. Rehab Estimator Pro, yeah. using something like that so that you don't miss anything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, guys. And, and 
because they said like, oh, we've definitely missed things. And I was like, I was like, oh yeah, like I've missed a kitchen before. Like I've forgotten to write down a kitchen. And they're like, oh my God, that had to really eat up the profits. And it's like, well, I mean, it took a little hit. Yeah, it definitely took a hit. But like for me, I get that shit done at cost. Mm -hmm. They're hiring out subs for all their stuff. Yeah, true. And so like me missing a kitchen, I was like, yeah, sure, it sucked, but I didn't lose money because I have so much buffered in that like I I turn down a lot more deals than I accept just because I I would rather take investor work and make like that similar money than take flip work just to stay busy. Right. I'm only doing flips that are like, oh yeah, this is really worth my time. Mm-hmm. Like this is really worth us doing it. Mm-hmm. And so if it's not like cream, if it's not like really good properties, I'm just very risk adverse is what I'm saying. Here. Yeah. Very risk adverse. Yeah. So, but people that are trying to do volume, like those guys did 40 flips last year. People trying to do volume, they lose money on houses. We ain't ever even come close to losing money. That's insane. Which, you know, that guy that does that uh, rehab show that you like with the fake lips? Ta- Tavion or Tavi? Oh, Flip or Flop? Yeah, what the fuck's that guy's name? Tarzan or some shit? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I'm don't. i not a huge fan of it. He's got like Botox and like yeah. fake lips and shit. Yeah, cheated on or beat his wife or something. Some shit. Ex-wife. Anyways, that dude said, if you aren't losing money on houses, mm-hmm. you're not flipping right. And he's like, you should be, he's like, you should at least be losing money on a one or a couple deals a year. Mm-mm. And I'm like, he also or says not. to fucking put drywall over top of lath and plaster. Dude, we've done that a couple times after watching that. It's a shit show. Didn't one like person make you take it off? Or like yeah. told you like no. Yeah, we brought in a drywaller and he's like, no, nope, ain't fucking doing it. And we're like, God damn it. Mm-hmm. So we stripped it. Is that Cameron? Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, dude. And it's really good. We it's a really good thing we did, and it's almost always good to do it. Here's why: we stripped it. They didn't have a header. Mm-hmm. So by us stripping it, we we're like, "Holy fuck!" There's no header. So we put up a header, put sauna tubes in the ground, so that you know the house had already dropped maybe like three inches. Mm-hmm. But we were able to put that header up and put the sauna tubes in. So that house, it ain't moving. Yeah. It ain't. There's no more inches. Yeah. It's there. And then we did the same thing on the other side of the house. We took out that bay window that they didn't put the header up on. Yep. Put a header up and then did a straight wall. That fucker ain't moving now either. Mm -mm. And so... Yeah, if you want to do it right, you really should got it. Yeah. I mean, there's so many times, like, I mean, we've said Sean likes to do quality work and, like, actually fix houses. And there's just been so many times that, like, you attempt, you, you try to do just, like, the lipstick way and then you just can't. Like, you're just like, no, we have to just do this the correct way. And it's come out, I mean, good every time you have. Dude, no bullshit. When you try to shortcut, we usually get fucked. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, I look at it. I look <clears throat> I look at some of the lipstick jobs some people do. And then they just struggle selling their property. Mm-hmm. Struggle selling their property. 
the one thing, the best thing I ever, I shouldn't say that. The best thing I learned about flipping from Josh and Audrey Mm -hmm. is they said they flipped through like the worst markets. They're like the worst market, like 2012. They were flipping in 2012. Yeah. So not the worst. I think 08 was probably the worst, but they were flipping in a pretty slow market. They said they never once had an issue selling a house because they always made it so that nothing had to be done. Yeah. So when someone, when first time home buyers walk through, they don't have to do a fucking thing. Yeah. And then they staged. Mm-hmm. They also did uh, inspections beforehand, didn't they? Back then? They some of them would. Yeah. They yeah. they would do an, they do a pre inspection, which I don't do that. Yeah. And then the last thing they do is they would price it. They would price it like a little. They price it to sell. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't price it over. And then lower prices, they price it to sell. Yeah. And that's what we did at Cameron. Yeah. We priced it like, boom. Like, if we got this price, we're happy. Boom. That's where we, we priced it. Because I, I know people that recommend listing high and then ticking down. No. I'm not doing that because by the way, by the way we did it, we had over 50 people walk through in four days. Mm-hmm. I wanted eyes on that bitch. And so if we can have 50 people walk through to give us five offers... And then they can do a little fucking competing. Mm-hmm. Then that's a win for me. Yeah. But I don't want to price something above or at the top. I, I don't price at the top of the market because I don't want people to not walk it. Yeah. I want people to walk it and be like, fuck, dude. In comparison to all the other houses, it's got a new kitchen. It's got new trim. It's newly painted. All new floor coverings. New bathroom. Oh, look at new windows that are wrapped. Like, I want people to walk that bitch and go, wait, what could we actually do? Like, what would we have to add here? Um, Just our furniture. Yep. And they can even buy the furniture in there that's staged. Yeah, that's true. And so, like, we've had that before, too. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, if you guys want to like quick one-on-one on flipping, that's it, dude. Higher quality. I've fired a lot of subs that don't do quality. Yep. If you, you don't show up on time, like I don't show up on time half the fucking time. Yeah. And my subs know that. But like my subs, let me put it this way. My subs can show up when they want to show up. Mm-hmm. The days I'm there on time. And I need them there on time. If they are not there on time, they get fired. Mm-hmm. It's done. And they know. Like, and they you know tell that. them. Like, like, it's like this. Hey, tomorrow we're hanging drywall together. I need you to be here for drywall. Mm-hmm. They're there for drywall. They're, if they're not, it's it's done. Yeah. And I've, I've had to do that before. And I've had to do it in other situations. Like, hey, I need this joint painted by this day. Yeah. Oh, you didn't get it painted by this day? I'm finding new painters. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's things like that we do because it's like the professionalism aspect. Yeah. So I want quality. I want professionalism. Um, and, and I want, you know, so that's how I, and I pay more. I pay more for my subs than a lot of people I know pay mm-hmm. for their subs. Like the lipstick flippers I know, they will not pay what I pay. Yeah. But there's something to say about getting a quality product that sells within four days. The longest the property's ever sat for us is seven days. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was nine days. I think Riverview sat for, yeah, I think nine. That's but awesome. we set it to set at that. Like yeah. we set it to accept offers on that day or whatever. Yeah. I thought, yeah. Riverview was such a small house though. Well, we had multiple offers though. Did you? I thought you only had the one. 
No, I'm pretty sure we had multiple. We oh, just had probably. one that was really competitive. Oh, okay, probably. Yeah. That might have been it. I don't know. I'm not in the business, so. But, um, yeah, so if you want to know a lone skinny dude, like, quality. But that's what Kyle and I talked about, too. Like, we we are not going to be the cheapest. Yeah. That's plain and simple. We're not going to be the cheapest. But we're going to give you, the like, the best quality. The thing that will last. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we might not, it might not be like tile quality, but it'll be like, we're going to give you a good product yeah. as far as like solid, durable, mm. and reliable. We le- and we learned a lot just from Robin Road of like the flooring we got and the kitchen and entryway. Like we're like never getting this shit again. Well, and there's shit we use on flips that we won't use on rentals mm-hmm. because like flips, we like to try out different new color schemes because... If we don't ever try it out on flips, we'll never know That's what's true. truly good. Mm. Good. Well, I was just going to say, just the flooring you did in Cameron, you obviously know now, like, can't do this because it scratches way too easily. Well, we can do it. We just can't put it in an entryway. Yeah. Or, like, it can't be... In the kitchen. In the kitchen. And so, like, we can put those... We can do that flooring in bedrooms. Yeah. We can do it in living rooms. But, like, we shouldn't do it in the kitchen. We shouldn't do it in an entryway. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so, like, we... We do those things on flips to test them out to see what is kind of good products. Mm-hmm. And then we know then what to put in rentals. I looked at some of the... So we walked Cedar Street today. Yeah. That we did two years ago. Yeah. Was that two years ago? I think that was two years ago. Yes. Yeah. Dude, that house is still immaculate. Really? Like... The, the the tenants in there, phenomenal. I pray to the Lord above that they keep renting from us. They were very honest. They're like, hey, yep, we scuffed up some paint here. We wrecked two screens there, and we wrecked two blinds. Huh. And they're like very honest about it. We're like, how about mechanicals? Nope, everything's good. Okay, sweet. And like looked around the house. The flooring we installed, phenomenal shape still. Like the tra- everything's just like good, solid quality shit still. Like That's it, crazy. Yeah, and we got... So I remember on that property we did um, Tarkat weathered gray from Menards, mm-hmm. and we did um, we did if I can remember correctly it was fifty ounce fifty ounce carpet fifty ounce carpet from Menards, mm-hmm. um, which was like at the time it was like two twenty nine a square foot or something. Okay, and uh, that carpet's just phenomenal. Still. Is it really? Oh, it's just beautiful. And so and we got um it was like a a there's like a dark it was like a charcoal and so you can't tell if it's dirty either you know it's just like phenomenal shape can't tell if it's dirty i was like wow that's cool. we fucking we we did a good job here yeah. they uh shortened their lease i know but i'm praying they that they're they like oh no well, i'm praying stay. they stay babe yeah give me some hope i can try so but but being like seeing that, I'm like, man, that makes me really happy to walk a property from two years ago and see how quality it is still. Mm-hmm. And so, even from then, like you've still changed quite a few of the products that you use now from that since then. Oh yeah, we don't use any of that same product. No. Yeah, yeah, we just changed. Well, we use the same doors still. Yeah. We use the same doors, but yeah, we're kind of always like we try out a lot of different shit. We try out different floors. Mm-hmm. The best flooring is Carpet City glue down. Yeah. But. A lot of properties don't allow for that. Yeah. Because glue down you need on like perfect floor. And so you have to lay like quarter inch birch 
plywood down Mm -hmm. to lay that glue down on. And a lot of places don't permit that, especially if you have any waves in the floor. You can't like heat the thing to have it like bend with the floor. Yeah, you can, but like you can have it for like the waves and stuff, but Mm -hmm. it has to be glued to a clean, good surface. So like you can't glue it to old like so like say this hardwood wasn't just refinished. Mm-hmm. Well and you couldn't glue it to the refinished anyways. So you can't glue it to the surface. We'd have to put subfloor down to glue on top of it. Dang. And so like when you're looking at a lot of these three quarter inch OSBs and plywoods they put down, you can't glue it to that. Yeah. We tried once. We tried once on one of the properties. We're like, I wonder if we could do this just for future. We did mm-hmm. that at Bergen in the back. It's fucked. All the glue on it's fucked. It's like starting to peel up and shit. And it's like, damn it. Damn. But so like we did that on one of ours, on one of our rentals in the back porch mm-hmm. on plywood because we're like, it don't fucking matter. Yeah. Well, it's a porch and we put a big throw rug over it. Yeah. But like it was just shit like, uh, I'm going to hit on something for like five minutes and then we can wrap up. Okay. People are scared of risk. Mm-hmm. Did you watch that video? I watched that video too. People are scared of risk. And dude, like this is shit we talk about. Yeah, it is. People are scared of risk because they don't have the knowledge. Mm -hmm. So people are like, how the fuck you do this? Or like, why do you do this shit about like whatever I do? And it's like because of education. And so was I comfortable on my first flip? Fuck no. Did I know even an ounce of what I know now? Hell no. But through trial and error so through a lot of motherfucking mistakes dude mm-hmm. a lot of mistakes dude look at robin robin was so many mistakes oh dude so many and so much money yeah. so much money of mistakes we're talking we're talking six figures worth of mistakes by now yeah easily yeah and that's just in like fuck-ups that's not missed opportunities or nothing that's so true and so you're talking that amount of mistakes to learn about the shit we know now. So now I can make decisions with a lot less risk than a different than a person getting into flipping mm-hmm. or than like the normal home buyer and shit. They go to buy a property, it's a lot riskier for them to buy. It's a lot riskier for a normal person to buy a house without an inspection mm-hmm. than it is for me to go buy a dilapidated piece of shit because I go in and I know what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. They don't. Mm-hmm. And so risk is all built on education. Mm-hmm. And your best education comes from failure. And so how do you how do you become risk adverse? Failing. Fail. And so but what is risk? You're afraid of failing when you do something risky. Mm-hmm. So the thing you're afraid of, risk, you have to do and fail to get the education to not be afraid of that risk. Jesus. And like people are like the and like people are just happy to be in their bubble, their yeah. safe bubble. They want to be comfortable. They want to be happy. Mm-hmm. I listen to people say this, and I believe this is true. Happiness is not meant for all the time. Happiness is meant for the little moments in life that like with like that pull you out of your shit. Like mm-hmm. so your day to day is life is supposed to be terrible. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to have fun in life. 
And then when you hit a little thing of happiness, like a little thing of fun, that's when you're like, oh, cool, that was like that was really great. But you wouldn't have fun and you wouldn't be happy if you weren't miserable the rest of the time. Right. So life is about being miserable for little stints of happiness. I believe that to be true. I mean, look at Jordan Peterson. Every like interview or anything I see him in, he looks miserable all the time. I was driving around today thinking about this. I was just like driving around with my like resting bitch face, just chilling, like doing whatever I'm doing. And I was just like, man, how are people depressed? Mm -hmm. Like I just feel like, like just going through life with a purpose. I'm just like, life's great. Like, yeah, no, I agree. Am I happy? Like, am I happy in this moment? No, dude, but life is just great. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just having a ball. Like, we have nothing to complain about. We have nothing. We'd definitely complain if we wanted to. Yeah. But, I mean, it, truly, like, we have nothing to, comp- act, like, complain about with actual meaning, I should say, I guess. Right. Like, we have done so much to get us in such a good place. And, yeah. I was, like, realizing that the other day. I was just, like, I'm not, like, mad where I'm at. Like, I'm... Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I'm happy with where I'm at, but I'm not, yeah, happy all the time. Right. Yeah, it's just like... It's just so... It's such a weird thing, like, to be at, in that place. Here's... I believe this is why. Mm-hmm. We have a purpose. Mm-hmm. We get up and we work every single day. Mm-hmm. We work out every single day. Mm-hmm. We're working out twice a day. We don't have time to be depressed. Yeah. If you're sitting around, you have time to be depressed. Mm-hmm. If you're go, go, go with the purpose, how when do you got time? I ain't got time to be depressed, dude. Yeah. I could be depressed for like seven minutes before bed would mm-hmm. be the only time I'd have. Yeah. But I'm like too busy because we're talking about our gratefuls at, before bed. Yeah. We're great. saying our five gratefuls before bed. How could I be depressed when I'm saying my gratefuls of the day? That's so true. And then if I'm up at five... You just want to start getting getting shit done. Start as soon as my brain can fire. Which some mornings it's firing by five fifteen. Other times it's like five thirty before it's firing. But if I'm up getting my brain firing and going, and then I'm firing and going all day long, like right now, like it's fucking six fifteen mm-hmm. on seven, Thursday. Seven fifteen. Uh oh, it's seven fifteen. Yeah. Oh fuck, we gotta go. Yeah. Oh my god, it's seven fifteen. We're supposed to be somewhere at seven. Yep. I didn't even realize that. And then, like, uh, I got to come home and blog tonight still. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, when when we got time to be depressed? Yep. All right, guys. I didn't realize how fucking late we were. So, Jesus, shit. Um, I'm heading out, and uh, we'll catch you guys later. See ya.